0: You're listening to Your Credit Today with your host, Angela setters Vassard sponsored by Conquer Credit Management. Hey, hey, hey. Well, good morning. This is A to the N to the G. You're listening to Your Credit Today. And thank you so much for coming back to the show. If you have not subscribed to this show, please hit that subscribe button. Tell all your friends and family about the amazing tips and information that you're learning from this voice here, A to the N to the G. Well, if you listened to our show last week, you heard my beautiful children and my sister, who's like my child. Talk about what they have learned in the last seven weeks that we were talking about life hacks. Listen, guys, you've heard me say it before. The greatest gift that you can give to your children is the gift of financial literacy. And not only are we talking about financial literacy or credit literacy, we're talking about all kinds of things that pertain to life. It's so important. We said last week that... In my favorite book, it says, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they get old, they will not depart from it. Or at least we hope they won't depart from it. But guys, so I have brought my children back to the show for show number two of Kids and Life Hacks. And you know what? I don't think that I even said last week why my sister, Ariella, and my oldest son, Jordan, are great greats. My sister is an amazing entrepreneur. And I'll let her tell you a little bit about her passion and and what she does. When I tell you that this woman is, oh my gosh, from the head to toe, so amazing with everything that she's done with her business, amazing. And then let me talk about my oldest son, Jordan, who is an author and has already written a book. And he is on his second book. Very, very creative. When he lived here, as a matter of fact, all over the walls was his book, Yes fans and friends out there. He had uh, pens, different colored pens, and when he left, of course, we had to paint it, but of course, we did take a video as well. And then talking about Justin as he has come on today, he is our amazing basketball player and hopefully will be going overseas this next year to play professional ball. So today, what I thought would be really prudent and special is to talk about some of the things that we cover in our Life Hacks number one segment. And today, what we want to focus on is having a plan. And you guys have always heard me say the, the great thing that my husband always tells me is that if you don't have a plan, well, friends, then you plan to fail. And so if you fly off the seat of your pants with everything or do things at the last minute, you will not realize the fruit you are after in your life. It's really important to be disciplined, have a plan for your future, and start now. You have nothing to lose. You have to write it down. This is going to be the first assignment. And that was one of the things that we talked about in our life hacks, number one, So, Ariella, what would you say that you learned about having a plan?
1: I think one was first and foremost is visualization. It's really hard to have goals if you're not writing it down somewhere. And it also depends on what works for you. You have to find that. For me personally, my office is filled with whiteboards and then I have a phenomenal planner. I'm going to, I'm going to have a little plug here. Just know I'm not profiting off of the plug, but it's called full focus planner. And it's one of the most innovative planners I've ever seen in my life that schedules your day, um, both for your career and also your personal. So I have that. I have my whiteboards. I have two, always two types of goals, short-term goals, and then long-term goals. And they all work with each other because, I can't get to a long-term goal until I finish all these little short-term goals. And it all works together. So you always have to visualize it, write it down. It cannot be in your head because I don't think any of us have that good of a memory. If it's in your phone, there's that beautiful app called notes that you can use, put it into a folder. (laughs)
0: Exactly. You should see my notes in my phone. OMG. The other day I was looking at my notes and literally I have notes in there from like 07.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Visualization number one.
0: Okay. And how has that worked for you having visualization? And, you know, I do want to say that it can be in your head because if it's in your heart, it transfers Mm. to your head. So as you're continuing to visualize it, as you're continuing to see it and see it come to pass or come, you know, to fruition, it is in your head. So how are you planting that in your head and in your heart through visualization?
1: Exactly. It's, but that's the point of the visualization is that it's because you're seeing it and there's definitely scientific studies behind it that shows when you're seeing something and you see it over and over and over again, it happens. And you remember the whole vision board that was also part of what you talked about, which is that we have to see where we want to, you know, where we want to be in our life, you know, in a year in 10 years, in 50 years. And it's kind of a part of that vision board as well. That was a big project that we all did together. But with visualization, it's really made a big change because it's also a reminder. And also I think the biggest thing is that when I feel overwhelmed because I'm someone who likes to do a lot of projects, I dream big, but sometimes it's very overwhelming We're all sit back and be like, I can't do this. But then mm. I think I... I leave the office, I go for a walk, do some yoga, whatever it is. And I come back and I write down a plan. And then it's like the the world just, you know, it was on my shoulders. Now I can, my shoulders can, you know, really relax and I can take a deep breath and I don't have that anxiety anymore because I have a plan and I know how I'm going to get there. So Mm. that was also something really big.
0: That is very big because, you know, having it visually in front of you, there's not too many of us that, you know, cannot, uh, can't have something visual and it doesn't take root inside of us. When you're constantly looking at something, it's going to take root one way or another. And listen, I want to talk to you and encourage you too. I love the fact that, you know, and I I want to make sure that I'm being clear when I say I love the fact that you're having anxiety. That's not what (laughs) I mean. But what I do mean is the fact that you are having a little anxiety or a little fear means that you're on the right path. Because Mm -hmm. the book that I'm reading right now says, if your dream doesn't scare you, it's too small. So Mm -hmm. that means that your dream is big and you're going after it. And so when you're doing that and you're kind of on this path and you don't know where you're going, it's going to feel overwhelming. But keep going. So thank you for sharing, Ariella. Jordan, what would you say having a plan is about for you?
2: For me, planning is very time-based. You know, it's a it's a different thing for me because I also need a very visual thing, like Ariella was saying, in front of me, whether it be a list or some type of board. Like when I'm working, you should see my laptop. I have all these different sticky notes with information, just so I'm reminded about things. As far as planning goes, I'm very time oriented, so I have I have alarms set. For when I need to do things, and th- those are my that's reminders. That's awesome. Yeah, but it, uh, it it's also kind of like a double edged sword because because I'm so like time oriented in that sense. If I miss my time, it's almost like I don't get to that thing that I had set for that time. If that makes sense. But that's also about a uh, part of sticking to a plan. If you're not on your time schedule, you're going to miss things. I have the things set for like walking my dog, trying to work out, uh, making food. You know, there are all these different things that I'm just as soon as that time comes, I have to hit that mark. And it's, it's also kind of like Ariella said, maybe like a little bit of an anxiety thing. I appreciate it because it helps me stay on track and keep my day organized because I I start my day pretty early too. So
0: having a plan and setting reminders or having alarms and things of that nature is really good because I do that. Last week I showed you guys my calendar. And Mm -hmm. how I put things on my calendar. I put everything on my calendar. And I think it's important to do that because it reminds you, if you don't do it, where you fell short. Now, we're not saying that to be condemned, but to remind us of the greatness that we're after. And so when you have it on your calendar and you miss the mark, it's okay. You get right back on the horse the next day and you do it right?
2: Exactly. Yeah. It's like uh, when you miss that, it's like, it it makes you remember you have to be better in order to achieve what you want,
0: you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we have Justin, Justin Bessard here on the phone who we didn't have last week, who is my middle child, Moni in the middle. And um, Justin, so what would you say uh, having a plan is like for you?
3: So having a plan for me is very different. I feel like the short-term and long-term goals of playing professional basketball are really unknown because it could ch- change. I could change countries. I could change places. I could even change if I really want to end up playing basketball as long as I want to. You know, It depends really on the feel and the teams that I get, get set up with in the future. And it's really hard to really rec- recruit your own self or put yourself out there to see what specific team of specific country you want to, want to play in. So I feel like so setting a, a schedule for that is very hard or planning for that is very hard. But the way to plan for right now for me is to stick to the plan that I've been on, and that's being a college basketball player. Even though I'm not playing this year, I feel like my schedule is really revolved around the same type of thing, going to practice and making workouts and trying to finish my degree. By staying within that regimen, I feel like it's kept me – balanced to say as an athlete i feel like in this time of covid with gyms being shut down and a lot less access to things especially for all athletes across the nation i feel like i've been set up with this school to be able to get all my workouts in in the same timely fashion in order to be able to go play pro next year if i didn't have that opportunity to go to practice every day and to be able to go to peter who's actually russell westbrook's uh, trainer and do that every day. I don't think I would be able to go play pro next year if I didn't have those opportunities. Staying to the plan of being a college basketball player at the right now is the best thing in tail for me.
0: And would you say that a lot of what Ariella was talking about as far as visualization, how important is that for you as an athlete? I feel like
3: as an athlete, most of your goals are tangible. There's something you can really feel happening. It's something that you could actually see happening in contrast to the business world. I feel like in the business world, like you definitely can see and there's definitely major goals you can hit mentally and like financially. But for basketball, I feel like there's goals you have to hit physically. Being a professional athlete isn't really always just about basketball skill. A lot of the time, like for NBA players, especially, you're either that caliber of athlete or you're not. I mean there's a lot of players that work really hard and have a lot of skill and end up getting into the NBA. But for the most part, most of the dudes that I've met that and that I know that are in the NBA as right now are freakish athletes and in the top percentage of athletes in the world just based off God given abilities. So yeah,
2: like they're their own competition type of yes, thing. Yes, exactly.
3: You you either have that caliber, you either have that athleticism or you don't. For basketball visualization is very key because if you're not in that physical place or level up athleticism, there's no chance for you. It's very cutthroat.
0: Wow. So. Okay. Well, that brings me into my next question because one of the things that we talked about was taking care of your body and your things. Now, one of the things we talked about, and Justin, you weren't on the call last week, but here's a test what was one of the things that your mother always told you and to, and still to this day tells you to do? Eat vegetables. Oh, come on. Really? <laughs> Eat vegetables? That's what I used to tell you. Come on. What's you the still number tell me that. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know I still tell you that part, but what's the biggest thing you've always heard me say? Wow. Okay. Clean your room. Oh. Uh, Wow, I can't believe I can't believe that does not ring in your ears. So that was the first thing that Jordan said. Okay, yeah. So you know, talking about taking care
2: longer though. so.
0: (laughs) So taking care of your body and your things. You know, I've always taught you that cleaning your rooms, your cars, and taking good care of your things is important. Okay. People have great respect for those things that are in their life and it helps them to go to the next level because when you take care of, you know, the basic things, you get the bomb things of life. So Ariella, what would you say about that as far as taking care of your body and your things?
1: Oh yeah. Huge. I mean, I think, I think I also said this on the call last week, but I will just reiterate that being organized, it also, organizes your mind. Like if you're surrounded by organization, I feel like it's directly related to your mind. Now, not always. Like sometimes having a mess is good for like an hour. If you're like painting a picture or like need to write a book, you know, sometimes the messiness helps creativity, but not always. That's like the one exception. But, um, really taking care of your things it's also like Angela you're a green thumb like our favorite store and you love to you know take care of plants which I've been learning from you and even just that little thing um provides so much motivation to in the morning like I love getting up to go water my plants and like take care of my little babies and I know that they're <laughs> And crying. talk to them Yeah, exactly. Mom always says, I have to talk to them and say good morning. Isn't the weather lovely? (laughs) um, But now, like I deep cleaned my office, which is, you know, one of the most important rooms because it's part meditation corner, part office. So taking care of, you know, being able to pay the bills and also taking care of my mind to meditate, do yoga, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I have it all in one room and it's been such a, a game changer having, you know, a really beautiful room that's clean. I know where everything is and I'm taking care of it. And so with my body as well, I've come to really value meditation, yoga. I've been on a health journey of taking care of my body for six years now with an 86 pound weight loss. So that's kind of always been (laughs) amazing. Thank you. Um, and so that's always kind of been a big part of my life because I don't want to go back there because that was also very foggy in my brain when I wasn't eating right and I wasn't taking care of my body. Guess what? I couldn't work. I couldn't bring money to pay the bills because my mind was, it was not healthy. And then once I, that was also a game changer too. When I make a phenomenal smoothie with my vitamins, all that, I can actually work better. And guess what? It's not about. You know how many hours you work. Either it's about working smarter, about saying, okay, these yes. next hours, I'm going to do this, that, that, and that. That's something uh, our father does not understand because he's like, why didn't you work 12 hours today? And I'm like, because I worked a smart seven hours and got twice as much done as I would have in a 12 hour period. So that's mm, another. Thing.
0: That's about that goes back to having a plan, right?
1: Oh yeah. Oh, I'm I am not about working those 12 hour days anymore because if I spend those extra hours focusing on my body, again, I can work smarter, quicker, and probably do a better job in a shorter amount of time. And that's, oh yeah. Know, yeah, a lot of people are realizing that now.
0: Oh, absolutely. And it. hence, just so you know, this is why I have my calendar set up the way that I have it. Because what's mm-hmm. really important for me is stopping and cooking a meal for my family during the week. And, you know, taking care of brushing my teeth and washing my face now that I'm getting older, but we're not going to get into that. (laughs) So, um, you know, Justin, let's go to you real quick. What about taking care of your body and your things? What would you say that you learned during that seven weeks of life hack?
3: Um, I think the biggest thing I learned was that everything correlates. If you don't take care of your room, you're not going to take care of your body. And if you don't take care of your body, you're not going to take care of your things. So I feel like taking everything seriously and taking everything into account when I'm thinking about taking care of my overall health is definitely a new thing that I learned over the seven weeks
0: That's awesome, and you too have you know transformed quite significantly over the years like all three of you guys when you guys were in high school were a little bit of chunksters and now you got now <laughs> you guys are all like. School. Yeah. Like, and all three of you guys are like these lean, clean fighting machines now, but you know, Justin, what would you say is important about taking care of your body and what have you done with respect to that?
3: Well, I really feel like the new trainer that I've been introduced to has really changed my life for the better. I haven't really feel like I've changed too much in the way I've eaten or eaten, but I feel like just being more noticing about what I'm eating or like really caring about it more has helped me lose weight. I feel like not even really not eating what I like, but just knowing that what I, what I like is not always good for me and just eating less of it. I feel like that's helped me a lot. And just understanding that that will help me lose weight because my metabolism probably is way faster than a lot of other people's. And I'm doing so much working out, like just by playing basketball, which it doesn't even feel like working out to me, you know, because I'm just doing it all exactly. the time. And then I actually am doing actual workouts that I didn't like before, but now they've come easy to me just because I feel like I've trained my body to do so. So.
0: Well, also, you know, what I've noticed from you pretty much for, I would say, the last four years is that you've been pretty disciplined about saying, no, I don't want any of that or no, I'm good. You know, like when it comes to sugar, or things like that. And you've really been trying to, you know, instill that into your little brother. And what is that about?
3: I think I just know that like the sweets and stuff are always going to be there at the end of the day. You know, when you really work and you can actually eat it and not feel bad about it, that's when it's going to taste the best. You know, if you're always eating it, you're always going to feel bad about it. And when you're actually eating, it's not going to even taste as good. Because then you're just going to be like, "Dang, I just ate freaking chocolate cake, and I'm not—I didn't work out in the past like week and a half." You know, it mm-hmm. just—it really hits different when you're when you, you care. Do what you're supposed to. Yeah, like when it's like with it, yeah, when you care, and with everything. Like I mean, if when you do what you're supposed to do, and you go out and have a good time with your friends, you're you enjoy it a lot more because you handled your business. It's the same thing with when you're eating. If you work out and you feel good about what you have done for the day, that you could eat basically whatever you want and it's still not going to really affect you because you burned off so many calories and you're just going to be like, okay, it feels good. I can have this today.
0: Well, you can eat what you want to a certain degree, but you still have to watch the kind of things you put in oh, your body.
3: Oh, 100%, 100%. You can't just go crazy. But if if you were you said you had a really good workout day, you probably burned like almost near uh, anywhere from 600 to 1,000 calories. If you want to go ahead and have yourself some ice cream, go ahead and have yourself some ice cream. You know?
1: right. Can I interject there? But the I I also think it's balanced, though, because I've gone through a journey with the weight loss. And also, I'm a woman, because with women, it's very different from men. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I had a very bad, like I wasn't anorexic and I wasn't bulimic, but there's another word for uh disorder, which was, I thought if I had sugar, I was going to die. If I had a potato, I was going to die. Like I literally, I was terrified of anything that wasn't like ridiculously healthy. And then I went, when I went to keto, I thought a fricking pineapple was going (laughs) to kill me. Like it was, I think it's just balancing it too. And, and our dad with his like crazy keto stuff, he's learned it too. It's like, it's moderation. It's balancing it. You can have that piece of cake. Just don't have the whole cake. And like Justin said, if you do a nice workout, then yeah, you deserve to treat yourself. But it is about balancing it too, because like, I've just gone on this journey where like, it was awful. Like I literally thought normal foods were going to kill me. So it's, yeah, just wanted to add in the balance part.
0: Yeah. No, hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. I
3: feel that because I, like I said before, a lot of people probably don't have the metabolism that I have at this age. Yeah. You know, I'm about to be 20, I'm 23, about to be 24 and I'm an athlete, So it's probably way easier for me to lose drop and pick up pounds.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Jordan, let's go to you. What would you say that you've learned about taking care of your body and your things?
2: Uh, I would 100 percent agree with what Justin said that, you know, it's a, it's cyclical in the sense that everything is connected, like and, it, and it's really because of how your mind is working. You know, so if your mind is cluttered with a whole bunch of mess or a whole bunch of uh, responsibilities that you miss, whether it be like a simple task like cleaning your room or the dishes or things like that they just start to stack up and when they start to stack up they start to go against your schedule and then you you miss things you know so if you keep things in order and you keep things clean when you're supposed to clean them you know you're always you're running like a well-oiled machine and and as i said the the term comes well-oiled machine comes from things like cars and in order to keep that thing moving well you got to clean it you got to Put oil in it. You got to take care of your things. So, absolutely. Like I like I was saying, it's uh, it's it's all in your mind. And if you're keeping the things around you nice and well uh, well balanced, like Ariella said, then your life can be easier to balance. So,
0: and, and you too have you know done some amazing things with respect to your body. So you know what would you say that you've learned about taking care of your body?
2: I would say that recently in the last few months, because uh, I guess I just I let this pandemic get to me a little bit, I guess. I would say one of the biggest things that helps me out a lot is fasting. And that's also based on a plan as well. You know, uh, I try not to make I try to make sure I'm not like I don't eat before 12, but I try to make sure I eat before 2. You know, so I'm not getting too close to dinner because if I fall after two o'clock, I don't eat and I like to make sure I get at least two meals a day rather than just one.
0: And that's yes. really helped you. Has that helped clarity with your mind too?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and like I said, uh, I haven't been working out that much. So the only thing I've really been doing is uh, walking my dog and the, with the fasting and making sure I'm kind of like eating, I, I try to get some vegetables inside of me too, you know keeping on that schedule has kind of allowed me to maintain a, uh, a slightly uh, lean physique. So
0: awesome. (laughs) I love it. it. I love it. I love it. Okay, well, friends and fans out there, you've heard it here today talking to my children about life hacks and having a plan and also how to take care of your things and your body. So hopefully you've learned something here, and hopefully what you've learned more than anything is to sit down with your kids to listen, to learn, and also to teach. Again, it's really important for us as parents to pass on wisdom and information to our children they are rip-roaring and ready for it no matter how much they try to push it off they want to hear it and we hope as parents one day to to hear this resounding thing like you know what i know you told me that and now i hear you so thank you guys for coming on to the show. for all of you out there, if you have not subscribed to this show, hit that subscribe button and tell all your friends and family about what you're learning on this show, your credit today. See ya. Boop.